What's up, freaks? Welcome back to the Freaks Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Salo. It's Wednesday, May 13th. This is episode 56, coming at you from the moon base. And today, finally back together with me in the moon base. Dario from the Prox Space and Freaks. Ah, you sound so much nicer. Thank here. you. It's, <laughs> it's so great to be back. And actually, it, I'm not kidding when I say it's been exactly two months since I'm, I've been away from home this far. Oh, well, <laughs> well you, and you went all the way to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, um, uh, yeah, the last two months I went for a run every second day in the neighborhood mm. and the supermarket is just across the street or something so it was friday before your birthday that was march 13th that's right wow and for the listeners <laughs> at home we are keeping our distance here so yeah, across uh, the across the, the, desk. the desk so we're trying to keep uh you know yeah we 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 had to to um skip the hugging yeah we had so. to skip the hugging <laughs> shame after after two months no yeah. hugs but, um, uh, uh, hey, Dario, we're back. We're we're back to business. Yeah. What are we doing today? So we're gonna take a little break from the interviews. That's gonna resume next week. We actually we kind of pushed one thing, uh, kept pushing one thing back, and that was our best of the decade of the two thousand tens. But we had a good reason for that because we kept having available musicians to talk to during yeah. the Corona quarantine, so that, that was a good reason I think that, to push that, off. Yeah, that for one, and but the other reason was, of course, that it's like not an easy task to <laughs> to um, narrow down. There were so many great albums in the two thousand tens. I I would say. And, yeah, and I was um, reading through Jason from the Prog Minds. He had a yeah. hundred albums from yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> and there was so many that uh, I have never heard of. Yeah, me neither. Um, that guy really listens to a lot of music. Kudos to, yeah. to Jason. Jason is always <laughs> up for a surprise. Uh, um, even for me, when like a lot of friends of mine and people say, oh, Dario knows everything. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> There's guys like Jason Alruna, for example. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like probably 10 times the bands that I know. That's how I, f- so that's how I feel sometimes. But listeners, don't worry. We're not going to do 100 uh, albums today. <laughs> no, that, that would take uh, the whole day. Um, let's start off the episode as always with a little introduction and uh, look back uh, to the last episode. Last week we had John Beckhold from Pattern Seeking Animals. That was a really cool talk. Yeah, was, very cool talk. Um, so cool to see how how interested John is in, in music and yeah. like listening to new music and listening to prog and non-prog stuff and and and. Uh, yeah, following the development of sound d- design. Yeah, it made me go K-pop. back and listen. <laughs> it made me go back and listen to the patterns, the new pattern seeking animals, a few yeah. times, like to to like listen to what we had talked about on the show. So yeah. it was a cool thing to have that the amazing Dave Maros bass groove. Yes, um, absolutely. <laughs> and then on Monday we had another what's hot. Our article with again more than 50 uh, videos and uh, yeah we've just been talking about it that sometimes you will find some stuff you might uh, 
wonder why it's in there because it's not really prog at all <laughs> and I, I have the perfectly fi fine reason for that for once I'm the curator of this list and it's so much fun to put stuff in there that's un unexpected um, like uh, remember the last uh, best of what's hot April um, Leonard Cohen that was a hit with yeah. both you and Shadow Nortus totally yeah, and I mean. um, this week uh, there was a new video the funny thing is that uh, for once um, there's a lot of playthroughs coming out now sometimes even from like 2016 or 2015 albums yeah um, because p musicians are at home and have yep. the time and um, sometimes there's like this particular video was from an album from I think 2009 and it was from Deepish Mode for the song <laughs> Wrong from the Sounds of the Universe album and I included it because I mean I'm a big Deepish Mode fan for once and but the reason why I included it was because of the video because we, I mean when we started the What's Hot section we are also uh, always wanted to like have a look at the videos. Yeah, and if there's like if there's like um, yeah, some. Yeah, I mean we're we're a video production company. Uh, yeah, exactly. We make videos ourselves. We do music documentaries and and music videos. So it kind of made sense to to talk about that as well, like yeah. the craft. Yeah, and, the, and then that that deepish mode video is uh, certainly is like a short short movie and um, is definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Um, that totally different to, for example, the what did we have? Billy Talent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so to sum up, it, it's your list. You'll put on there whatever you damn well please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I said, a lot of playthroughs, but um, we also had uh, the live premiere of yeah. It was also like a quarantine band playthrough of Soledad, a solo project. Mm -hmm. um, they had like a festival, um, um, a streaming festival for, for the university uh, music, uh, international music university in uh, Nancy, I think, where, where Lola goes. And, yeah. and I think she all also met her bandmates. So solo, Soledad, a solo project. Yep. It's not a longer a solo project anymore. And so they put up the two um, two songs, Son of June and White Knight, um, played by the whole band. And it's so cool to see this solo project evolving into a band. Yeah. And then, um, as I said, uh, the, we had like a crazy, crazy drum playthroughs, uh, for example, from Alex Rudinger, who played on the last Intronaut album, on the newest Intronaut oh, yeah, right. album. That was insane stuff. Also, the Dance Gavin Dance or the French uh, Benighted. Crazy drum stuff there. Um, there's also a lot of bands doing like, um, yeah, this acoustic versions of songs in quarantine. Yeah. And Esoterica, for example, from the UK, they they um, put together a video with with uh, fan fan videos that like they ask their fans to um oh, okay to send them s s yeah stuff they were doing to that song yeah cool. so but uh, uh, Soledad was not the only band i put two um videos in the what's hot this week the other one was novena mm -hmm. and uh one was a uh, like a small 
animated video for Sail Away, and the other one was their entry for the Prog from Home concert yep. for Sundance, which was really, really cool. And that uh, the Prog from Home concert put together by the guys from the Prog Report, uh, that was a cool thing that was last uh, Saturday. Sadly, simultaneously to, uh, at the same time, then the, the Catatonia live concert yeah. that I'm hoping to be able to find the time to catch uh, still because I think you can still buy your ticket and then watch, watch the, the, the re, restream, yep. whatever you want to call it. Um, the Prog From Home concert was, of course, different. It was all pre-recorded, um, and, but there were a couple of really cool um, performances uh, like uh, from Moron Police, from... Uh, Norway, Novena, as I said, and uh, the Reign of Kindo was super cool as well. Enchanted, like uh, their hit from their debut album, 1993, <laughs> Acquaintance. Mm. Um, but a lot of uh, uh, those entries were like solo performances from home. Yeah. And uh, some really stood out, uh, namely... It was like our friend Jordan Rudess, of course. Yep. Then we had um, Bruce Sword from from the Pineapple Thief. That that was really really great. Uh, Casey McPherson from um, Flying Colors. Yep. Did a cool acoustic version on the piano of the Storm from their debut album. Eric Gillette, great as always. Paul Bilatovich, the 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 the, the, the guitarist uh, for. Carl uh, Palmer's ELP Legacy mm -hmm. uh, did a super funny thing, but the probably the two best uh, solo performances were uh, John Mitchell uh, doing um, the last song on the from the It Bites album from the last It Bites album Map of the Past and uh, Pete Jones from Tiger Moth Tales. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool event. I mean, I have to say that like. Um Ha the, the the work to go into organizing that of course you have to convince all the artists to like record a video and be a part of this specific um festival but they got a lot of performances i i, I think you know yeah like, the thought behind it was also like to um yeah honor the frontline workers and yeah, and to raise it, money for to, the charities yeah, yeah. yeah. so there was you, you can still watch it on youtube yeah i think and there the the all the links are in the description for like some they suggested some some charities to yep. um but they also encourage you to um donate to your local charity yeah and also put all the links for the bands. Yeah. Um, and I so. mean, I would say that, you know, a lot of these artists could have done that on their own. Like, oh, I'm going to do a live thing and do, um, you know, here's a charity link. But I think just having all those names together in one place, I think just made that more likely, you know. I mean, you can have a big artist like Devin Townsend who does a live stream show where they, you know, you pay and then the money goes to charity like he's doing. Yeah. Or you can just take a bunch of, people put together like an online festival i thought it was yeah. i mean really that, clever like, like this uh, there's uh, there's no way in tracking how how much the people who watch actually donate donate but yeah i mean that's it's worth it it's worth the effort it, it it it's still great and um i think there there, there were yeah i think five six thousand watching the stream wonderful yeah so um great initiative and 
um, yeah, cool to see. I mean, not all the performances were um, like yeah. grabbing my attention. Yep. But there was three hours um, <laughs> to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely some some great stuff in there. It's like uh, every festival, right? You know. Yeah. I mean, you don't go and watch yeah. every single band at, yeah. at you know at right. the massive festival with three stages. So. And with that being said, there's also, of course, a couple of upcoming live streams that we wanted mm -hmm. to uh, talk about or like give a shout out to. This week, we on Friday, you can choose between some crazy Finnish black metal uh, from Uranzi Pazuzu. I'll be I'll be on that stream <laughs> with Kai, our other partner in crime. And a uh, big Uranzi fan. and uh, Or you can have some Norwegian weirdness with Major Parkinson this Friday, the 15th. Uh, the week after, Friday 22nd, you also can choose between two, Green Carnation, our friends from Norway, or the Dreamworkers Inc., our friends from the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. Then on that Sunday, the 24th, we have uh, Anneke van Giersbergen right. from also Isolation from uh, yeah, acoustic sessions yeah. I think mm -hmm. and then at the end of the month also good friends of ours Madam Mortem Friday the 30th uh, mark your calendars I think this is my concert of the year uh, thing because you know the chances of seeing them on tour this year are n n next to none and uh, the last times that I saw them play live I had to film so you don't really get to see it either, right? Because you're like yeah. focused on camera and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm really looking forward to finally seeing them play a show and, and like uh, relax and and, uh, and enjoy, enjoy it. Yeah, just yeah. enjoy it as a fan. So yeah, that's uh, definitely check that one out. Great. Um, shall we do a quick what's in your walkman shout out? Yeah, let's do a quick one. Um, because uh, you actually turned me on to something this week, and uh, I actually you you were like this is right up your alley, and you were absolutely right, uh, and that's uh, forming the void uh, with the album Reverie. Um, this is a very sludgy, doomy stoner prog band. Uh, I guess you could say they're from Louisiana, and I do like sludgy, slow uh, stoner music that comes from. The southern U.S. is where I come from, so I somehow have a feel a connection to yeah. it a little bit. Um, I like bands like Baroness and Mastodon and Kylesa and, um, you know, all the classic bands like Down and stuff like that that come from Louisiana. And um, so this band is like no exception. They have like, they're a little bit more proggy than, you know, like some of the bands like Down and Crowbar and stuff like that. They're yeah. definitely more like Pink Floyd-y influenced. Vocals kind of a little bit Chris Cornelli, you know, so you get a little grunge, right. little rock vocal grunge, um, but some cool soundscapes. And yeah, I would say that this would be like a nice like evening pairing together with Clone, like these two bands. They have kind of a similar slow, dirgy sound, yeah. but with like really great harmonies uh, or melodies, cool. uh, vocal melodies and stuff. So um yeah, that, I would say that's my pick. And thanks to Dario for, for <laughs> sending that along. You were absolutely right. It was uh, it was definitely up my alley, and I bought the album on, on Bandcamp because you could buy the download there. So Awesome. My pleasure. I also have two quick shout-outs and also have to thank two friends for them. First one would be from Sweden, uh, the band Vulcan. Thank you so much, Alexandre, Alexandre Famichon, my good friend from France. Uh, Vulcan put out uh, their third album, 
uh, it is called Technatura, like tech, techno, tech, technology and nature, like oh. like a compound word. And yeah. it's uh, some super cool prog rock uh, that maybe is able to fill the void that Beardfish left uh, oh. in the scene a little bit. Not not in like not a copy. They're definitely their own style. Um, it's a super cool album. Also amazing artwork. I just uh, had a glimpse of the artwork from forming the void and that also looked dope yeah and so so one pick would be vulcan they just released that album uh like i think last week or or the week before that and also last week uh there was an ep and i have to thank my friend benjamin uh, gutierrez navarrete from the netherlands <laughs> um for sending me this uh tip and it's a guy called hike ersemerci i pretty i'm pretty sure i butchered the name sorry for that uh you will find the all of those in the spotify playlist of course and it's a ep it's an instrumental instrumental ep four or five songs and it's like a little bit like a instrumental modern kind of death sound like hmm. the band like death. the band yeah yeah a uh, really cool stuff vulcan and hike ersemerci it's a great opportunity to remind the listeners that uh, every album that we talk about dario puts together a playlist on the prog spaces spotify account yes uh for each episode so if there's something we talk about and you're like you mm, that that tickles my fancy then you can uh go check out the spotify playlist which is usually uh, listed in the in the episode notes uh, on on the on the platforms where you listen or in the articles um, from you know of, yeah. about the show so. yeah, and also on the Facebook post I'll I'll, I'll put the link as well uh, so you can find it hopefully hopefully easily I definitely uh, urge you to check out this playlist uh, for the for the what's hot sections I'm um, uh, a lot of times I'm like a little bit sad that we don't talk about these anymore on the show because I, I think if if you have like a four hour playlist and there's so many different styles <laughs> on it, you don't yeah. have a warning that the next gonna next is gonna be extreme tech death metal and then yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have like a super chill out uh um art pop next or whatever. <laughs> I mean you, I guess I guess in, in theory you could do a little four hour uh you know, playlist curator commentary for <laughs> for each album. Um, but yeah, if, if there's so many what's hot things that it just takes away time to you know, like d deep dive into nerdy stuff or have guests and things like that. So yeah, we, yeah. maybe we find a, a way to yeah. I'm I'm always constantly looking for for better ways to present it and to to f better ways for you guys to digest it also mm -hmm. so i'm also also i'm also always up to up for suggestions yeah if so you, please if, comment on if you have any posts. idea how, how you would like to um have your th those bits uh presented i'm always up for that cool. anyway uh we we already have a long introduction now um 
we didn't intend that, but that's how that's how what, it goes. That's what happens when we finally see each other again and <laughs> can just start talking. But on to the big one, the big topic. The big topic. I was kind of reluctant uh, to start the list because I knew I would have trouble to narrow it down to yeah. only ten albums from the decade. Before we start um, going through them, shall we talk about how we came to our lists? Because uh, yeah, as we were doing this and talking online about like, you know, how many to present and stuff like that, we we realized that we both had a different uh, method of of going back and looking at the albums. So, how did how did you do it, Dario? Um, I actually went through the years, through each year, and checked my favorite records of that year and put them on the list. Um, so and and then where did you check the years? Where did you do that research? Um, it it depends. The last couple of years, I, I mean, I had lists my my best of the year lists published right. on 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 the proc space or on the procast. Yeah. Um. So that was easy. But for for before that, I just yeah typed in best prog metal albums or. Just checked which prog metal album okay. or prog albums came out in those years, and then kind of yeah went from that, and then took 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 uh, my picks from that year, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, it was probably around four albums average per year that made the first big list, yep. and then I. And I thought, oh my hand, that's gonna take long to decide to narrow it down to just one per year. Yeah, because uh, we wanted to pick ten to talk yeah, about. So yeah, and then but then I thought, what the heck? No, and then I was just like highlighting them, 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 and it was done in five minutes. Like yeah, and then I didn't uh, touch it again. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's the that's the important thing is to go with your gut. So yeah, since we didn't mention it before, Dario and I decided that we would pick ten albums. Yes. Uh, to each talk about um, our our favorite ten albums from the decade. I don't. I don't. I don't know that they would be in any particular order. Uh, Dario kind of picked them per year. Uh, I I didn't do that so much, and I realized that I have some that are clustered into years. So I'll get to that when we talk about it. Um, but I also did the same thing with the gut feeling. Um, but what I did was because I was a collector of CDs until about a year ago. Um, I have all of my CD music in my iTunes and anything after my CD collecting period, I would have had Apple Music for and I would have downloaded the albums. So what was easy for me was I could just go into iTunes, sort all the albums by year and then just go scroll up through them because I wouldn't have listened to anything not in my iTunes so much that it would be a favorite album from that time. So that was actually really easy to to go through and make a list in general. Like I think I ended up with 40 or something uh, yeah. for the 10 years. And then from there, just went through and pulled out the 10 that I had to be honest about and say like, these are still um, my favorite if for a lot of different reasons. And then I guess those reasons will come up when we talk about each album. Yeah. Um, so, shall we start? Without further ado, um, Dario, why don't you kick it off? Yeah, so let's start with two, 2010. It's It's been a long way. It's been a long time. 
and um, yeah, it's a one-off album, but it's an insanely good album from start to finish. It is a sort of super group, and it, I'm pretty sure you didn't expect this one to come up. Uh, I, I I don't know if you uh, if you've even heard it. Okay. And the band name was The Shadow Theory. The album was called Behind the Black Veil. And um, let me tell you a little bit about the players on the album. There was Johan James, the drummer of Threshold, on the drums. Um, then we had Christopher Gilnow on bass. Oh, yeah. And then we had, uh, I think the keyboard player was from Greece and the guitar player was from Germany. Mm-hmm. And the singer was Devon Graves from Psychotic Wells and Dead Soul Tribe. Okay. And yeah, this is starting to come back. I don't think I ever listened to the album, but now I'm starting to remember uh, yeah, something about it's it. A, it's a concept album. It is probably Devon Graves' most versatile um, performance on an album. Um, and the songs are just amazing, like culminating in like a symphony uh at the at the very end and like some creepy horror stuff in the middle and and it's also like a cool easy concept to follow like it's it's an it's it's this cool story and like uh not too much of uh like you know a lot of uh concept albums are kind of uh the, the lyrics are kind of very very um vague vague yeah and that's just like very classic a little bit horror um, uh, storytelling Mm. and it's so easy to follow and it's just like so good it's it's an amazing album and and i love going back to it and listen to it because it's it's so um yeah it it has uh like a that nostalgic feeling of like a good horror movie hmm uh, if that makes sense yeah sure <laughs> it depends on what kind of horror movie you mean talking bella lugosi horror movies or are you talking about like slasher you know violence porn like saw no 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 but more, more the 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 atmospheric you know with the mansion and stuff you know uh, okay haunt, like haunted yeah, house yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay <laughs> There's also one on the cover, like, <laughs> like King Diamond style. King Diamond style, totally. Or New Opeth. <laughs> oh, and uh, by the way, um, a little uh, diversion to the newest news. Have you seen the new Aryan trailers teasers? Uh, only that I saw that something came up and I was wanting to share it with you, but I thought you, of course, already know about it. <laughs> There's going to be a graphic novel coming with the album. and um, Of course. Yeah, it, 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 the little teaser had also that King Diamond them feeling <laughs> with that mansion. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was my pick for 2010. Okay. Uh, What's so your first pick? I see you're going to go through the years, and as I said before, I don't, I can't uh, go through the years because I'll be stuck on a few years. Um, actually, earlier in the decade, but uh, the first album that I picked from 2010. Uh, you may not expect this at all, and you may not have ever heard it, but it's Coheed and Cambria's Year of the Black Rainbow. Well, I, I know of it, of course. Yeah. I know that that album name rings a bell. Of course, I know the band, but I think uh, 
actually never listened to a, like a Coheed album in one go. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, maybe that's uh, it's uh, it's a time for that. <laughs> I mean, so um, I think what's important now is to I am a fan of them for a long time. I first discovered them in the back of a crew van on a movie Tech Scouts. There was the the art director was sitting next to me and he was listening to music with his earbuds, but he was really loud and I could hear that it was proggy. You know, I was like, hey, it's not dream theater. I know it's not dream theater, but what, what is that? And and then and he was like, here, check it out. And he let me listen. And it was um, uh, uh, keep keeping secrets of Silent Earth Part Four or, the, or whatever that album's called, the one with the Earth on it. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, from like two thousand one or two, and that was my introduction to Coheed, and I became a big fan. And this album, which came out in two thousand ten, is the end of that saga, yeah. I believe, that storyline. Because each of those albums kind of reflected this one story. And it's a really different album, I think. At first, I actually wasn't sure if I liked it because it was really like dirty sounding. And <laughs> a lot of people complained that uh, Claudio kind of lost his voice because he kind of screamed a bit more and didn't, um, yeah, it was a little bit less of the high singing and stuff and maybe a little bit more song based. But I have to say, it really grew on me in in 2010, and and as I kept listening to it, and it still holds up for me as 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 a really great uh, Coheed record. And they've released three albums this decade, um, but this is the only one that I would put on my favorite list because I think it's still it it's it's not too long. Um, it's kind of to the point. It has great hooks, and I think it's just a solid Coheed record. And as a fan, I also have to say I've made a couple of films with them, with with Freaks, and yeah. we had this huge success with the uh, uh, Auto Capella, where they did um, an acapella version of their song "The Gutter" from their latest record. Yeah, so that was so. Cool. I have a lot of. I would, yeah. I mean, I'm not friends with the band, but I have a lot of personal connections that go beyond yeah. two. So it just feel, feels right to have a record from them in my favorite albums from the decade. Cool. Yeah. Next one is a little bit more known. And are you in 2011 now? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's might be the year where I had, there I had six options. But I went with uh, Bilateral from Leprous. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and, of course, there's also, like, there has a, a personal connection. It has been growing since 2010 already, like when they were with their debut album, um, Tall Poppy Syndrome at, at Proc Power Europe. Um, but that second album still holds up as a, craziest uh, thing ever i mean they went in a totally different direction um after that exactly like after that they started to like really forge their own yeah. sound uh with with the uh, coal coal yeah but bilateral was just like so crazy and diverse and it's still fun to listen to and and, mm. and uh yeah i still like it even though it's totally different to to the to the new stuff and um and Funnily enough, uh, some of like the two, the two songs that are still in Leprous Life rotation setlist, uh, and be Indifferentia and Quiet Taste, they fit in well with the newest stuff. On the in the original um, album ver versions, they were 
Um, yeah, they had like a little bit of muse feel, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the the live arrangements also evolve with the with the sound of Leprous, which is which is cool and it fits fits right in and. Of course, they lost their extreme edge, but that's okay. I mean, I can listen to the old old, mm. old albums and um, a song like "Waste Wasted Air" wouldn't never really fit into the new um, set list. Yeah, um, yeah. That that is my. Uh, of course, I had to pick one Leprous album from yeah. that decade, and it was Bilateral. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> okay, I'll keep secrets. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so I'm. I didn't have an album from 2011, um, and it, it may not be for any real reason. I moved to Germany in 2011, and I remember there were a few albums from that year that I listened to quite a lot when we moved. But I was a bit disconnected, I would say. So nothing okay. from that year really grabbed me. But in 2012, um, I had to go with one album from this band, and. Uh, this is absolutely my favorite album from the band, and it's Between the Buried and Me, uh, The Parallax 2, right. uh, which came out in 2012. And it's just a perfect concept record. There's even an EP that came before it that's like the first part of the Parallax yeah. story, um, which is a cool thing to listen together. But this record just by itself is its so amazing. It, it, it changed the way I thought about... Um, extreme metal uh and prog and the and the combination of those two things it really define redefined that because i would say that in general i'm not a, a you know as much an extreme metal fan as i am a like prog fan yeah um so but this is to me the perfect combination of those two two right. styles, and it's one of my favorite bands, and it's one of my favorite records. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm moving on to 2012, and uh, that's like probably one of my favorite debut albums of all time, and um, it's just a perfect prog metal album. And it's Headspace, I Am Anonymous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had uh, to think about... Um, I, I remember in 2012 when I listened to the album religiously for a long period of time. And at one point, I, it kind of dawned on me uh, why that might be that I was so hooked on it and I, that I was so addicted to it. And that might be that there's not a lot of you know choruses or or like returning parts. Oh, that th- 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 so there's like so many parts of the album that I feel are so amazing and I love so much. They're just once, they just appear once, <laughs> and then they're gone. So in order to be able to hear it again, I have to listen to the whole album again. Yeah, I was going to say, this could be a criticism, right? Uh, like that, I, I have a band on my list that sometimes people criticize for that. Like, yeah. they made this awesome part and it never came back. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't listen uh, to it again when I made the list, but now now just thinking of those parts, it goosebumps and uh, and all that and... A lot of eargasms, <laughs> for sure. So, yeah. Um, 
I, I'm I, th- that was your 2012 record, yes. right? So I'm still in 2012 for a while. All I right. I don't know why. Maybe because I got settled in Germany at this point and like got into my first band while I was here, uh, and you know maybe I started to really explore stuff. Okay, I'm, but... I'm interested because I have three other uh, options here, and I'm pretty sure all three. Are not on your list. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my next album from 2012 is Devin Townsend Project, uh, Epic Loud, or Epic Cloud, however you want to pronounce it. Um, I have been uh, a Devin Townsend fan. I would say a fan of him since Terria. And and then I went back and listened to the albums before, like Ocean Machine, like the solo stuff, and then Strapping Young Lad with City and uh, the last couple of albums they did before they broke up. Um, but I was really a fan of him as a as a solo artist. And I think Epic Loud, I also wasn't sure if I liked it at first because that song Animal was the first single, and it was maybe like a tad bit too humorous, like his yeah. video for it. And it was like, <laughs> I liked the Ziltoid record a lot you know so that and i know that his humor is always there uh like vampiro was always a funny video where he's dressed up as like a (laughs) devil um so at first but but man the the gospel vocals uh, i mean this gets me every time because i come from the south and grew up in the church so i just i just love that sound well it wasn't grace also on that yes which is almost maybe one of my favorite songs of the decade i was gonna say that uh grace is absolutely amazing annika van giersbergen of course sings all over this record and I mean, without her, it wouldn't be one of my favorites. I mean, yeah, he's a, a genius, huge, yeah. but what she brings to his yeah, music is yeah. just like uh, there's no parallel. I mean, you can't. I can't imagine anybody else filling that role. And uh, yeah, and Grace is just so the song <laughs> Grace is song. amazing, and there is the live performance that they did at the Royal Albert Hall. That's a video on YouTube. This is yeah. absolutely stunning. I mean, yeah. it's just if you want to feel good, just go watch yeah. oh, that yeah, video. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just uh, just thinking of that video makes me like feel good. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> right? Okay, so that was uh, my next entry for 2012. I have two for 2013. Ooh. Um, starting off with the other um, band where there was obviously going to be one of their albums in in the, my top ten. It's Haken's the mountain, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, for Haken, it 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 was pretty clear from the beginning that it was it is gonna be the mountain, because that was like uh, as with Leprous, I was a fan from the very first album. I also saw Haken at the very first at their I think very first show abroad at Prog Power Europe two thousand ten, um, but the mountain was a, a game changer, like. Yeah, I, I'm going to be jumping ahead in time now, but it's on my list too. So I mean, uh, I wasn't sure if I should just wait, uh, but it would be like four albums from now. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, I don't think we're going to agree on many uh, favorite no, albums but, of 2010. I, I was I was expecting that yeah. we had at least one. Yeah. One in common. Yeah. Um, so so that now we can maybe, um, of course, we're going to compile the uh, Spotify playlists. Um, but maybe now that we have this match, we can uh, t- 
talk, which which song would you choose for your playlist? You know, we talked about it with Ross the other day, and I think I chose Falling Back to Earth. Yeah, you did. And I think I would choose that again. It's still like yeah. one of the songs that stands out to me yeah. somehow. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and just, uh, yeah. just off yeah. the top of my head, because yeah. I didn't plan something, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would go with this. Um, yeah. I think I'll, I'll, I'll go with Pareidolia again. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I would just say one or two things about the album. It's... It's it's like it's like one of the best concept records like of the 2010s in terms of like the classic kind of um, uh, structure of a concept album. I don't even know what the story really is. Uh, I never really read the lyrics, which is not something I typically do. But um, I don't think it's like a story per se. It's maybe exploring exploring a theme. Yeah. So like, so yeah. conceptually, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but you have this feeling throughout, you know what I mean? You have this connectivity yeah. and, with, with uh, the with the life. Uh, this 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 life is a dream. Yeah, a gift we receive. Yeah, and I mean the way I came to them, which I think uh, I always like to tell that story because I think it's really flattering to them, is that Jordan Rudis is the one that got me hooked on Haken, yeah. uh, and it. Y- I had I knew them uh, and I knew like I remember their records coming out, but I never really got into them until he kind of convinced me like you should go listen to this album and then t- yeah. we'll talk about it. Yeah. And and then I heard it and then I was like, okay, I get it. You know, well, I was uh, a fu- funny thing is I was a huge huge fan of Aquarius. I think I also uh, said this when when we were talking with Ross a couple of weeks back, and. Um, yeah, somehow visions fell a bit flat. It was awesome, but it was not as awesome as Aquarius for me. Mm-hmm. And but then the mountain. No. I, think, I think there was a comment on your post about the visions. Uh, somebody was <laughs> like, <gasps> "How could you say visions is not perfect?" <laughs> Actually, in the Hake and Cockroach posting, uh, like shit posting Facebook group, there's like there's uh the a meme that uh vision sucks <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah actually there's a there's a meme that just goes atlas stone like <laughs> you just write in a comment atlas stone and then 10 people would write atlas stone <laughs> i mean I, for a few of the albums on my top 10s they're my first album with the band not that the it's the band's first album but it's like my first album with the band and the mountain would be that uh, in this case i have okay. at least one other uh like that that i that that comes to my comes to mind but um i think that that's why it has to be on there because it's um yeah i i, I i'm i remember receiving the pre-order vinyl and yeah putting it on like there, there was i think the i never had a more dedicated and specific almost religious first listen of that of an album i came i opened the box i put it on the on the record player the vinyl and then i, I was sitting on my bed and listened to it and that was amazing. I think I had that with scenes from a memory. And coming <laughs> off of, of Falling into Infinity, that was like, I mean, I, I don't want to compare Visions to Falling into <laughs> Infinity, of course. But if you were a little bit disappointed with Visions and then you heard the mountain, yeah. I could imagine it was a similar experience Actually, for me. The, the, there's also a meme that says uh, Visions is just scenes from a memory part three or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or part two, part two, whatever. Um, anyway, uh, moving yeah. on. Hake and love. Um, it's your turn. Oh, it's my turn. Yes. Um, or well, you 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 just. So I'm going back to 2012. Yeah. Um, for my last album from 2012, and I feel like this has to be on there because this also reflects another side of my music taste. And that's Baroness's Yellow and Green uh, album, like a double right. album. Um, and I remember this was kind of controversial in the metal scene because a lot of metal fans liked it. This is a little pre-Ghost, where everybody liked Ghost, you know? Uh, and that wasn't really a metal band, but it was like in the metal scene. And I yeah. felt like Baroness's Yellow and, Gold, Yellow and Green was also a kind of record like that, that... A lot of metal fans embraced it, but it's actually not very metal. It's it's re really chill. Yeah. I think there's no growly vocals on it, like the first albums from them, Red and Blue. Um, super experimental. It, it 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 covers two different feelings. One's more rocky, and one's more like somber. Um, it has a really particular sound that I think that they would later like strengthen with the Purple album, and then the the last one, which was. Whatever gold, 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 and, gold, and gold and yellow. Yeah, no, purple, purple. There was the purple album, then there uh, was gold and black, or I don't know. Yeah, I, for, I forgot already. Um, but I think still that this is the best. Uh, this you could see it coming together, and uh, you know, it's a double album. It's proggy. It's sludgy. It's southern. You know, the band's from Savannah, which is not far from where I grew up. So. I feel like it has to be on my list. My second pick of for 2013, Tesseract's Alder State. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The that with their like that was their sophomore record. Yeah, after one, and that was just early, so early in their career, they already reached perfection of that style they created. Mm. Like this. Uh, Mshuga, gent, um, polyrhythmic yeah. uh, rhythms, and then the atmospheric guitar pickings, the crazy good, like almost sterile production. Yeah. And then super, super poppy melodic vocals. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, soaring vocals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good choice. Uh, I'm still in 2013 for my last record from that. So, no, I've moved back to 2013 because we had The Mountain. Um, and now my last album from 2013 has to be Protest the Hero's Volition. All right. Yeah. Which um, I would have heard maybe a little later than it came out. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a fan. I didn't know the band really. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then I kind of discovered them with that album. And... Yeah, just was it was it the the one with the vulture on the cover? Yeah, all right. This was the one that was the Indiegogo record breaking album fundraiser album. Oh wow! I think they raised um, uh, like a hundred and twenty five percent of their budget in the first twenty four hours. Wow! And then in the end, I think they raised something like three hundred thousand, you know, Canadian dollars. Crazy. on Indiegogo to make yeah. the album. And so they ended up making a documentary and stuff with it as well, yeah. which was really cool. And um, that's a band that also, I mean, 
you know, they left their 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 former label and went on their own to make this record. And this is why they did the the fundraiser because they wanted to like do their own thing. Yeah. And they they really explored uh, like a couple of cool new territories, like the fundraising thing. They did the documentary, and then for the next record, they did a subscription based thing on Bandcamp, where if you paid. I think it was only like twenty four euro dollars or uh, euros uh, in for one year access to their Bandcamp, and they were writing a record throughout the year, and they would release songs individually. And yeah. if you had paid, then you would get that plus yeah. tons of bonus stuff like yeah. bonus yeah. demo albums and videos and that documentary that they made l- l- for Volition, like, like a Patreon. Yeah, and uh, and then they finally released that album like. You know, normally on on yeah. record and vinyl yeah. and like stuff like that. Jolly did with family last year. Yeah, so uh, this was also a pretty cool thing, and I just um, I, I really fell for the guys, like they're the way the, the way they approach music and the way they approach their fans, and uh, and I got to film with them too, which I think helped solidify that yeah. feeling. Of course. And then knowing that, and then listening to Volition, uh, and 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 like seeing the heart in it, and. Um, yeah, I think that that just uh, kind of brought everything together. And there's a song "Mist" on there, which has a video, and it's about it's about Newfoundland, which is a province in Canada, yeah. where they they used they they never really wanted to go play there because it's really far and hard to get to. It's like an island, you yeah. know. Um, but the people there love like are are so warm and they loved them so much like they didn't realize that they had like this following in newfoundland and the newfoundland people are are really proud and stuff and they made them like honorary citizens and this music video is like a little mini documentary about that story and about those people so those people are in the video they shot it in newfoundland and like like it's and it's really touching Uh, i would recommend you check that out yeah Definitely. So. Um, yeah. Big name ahead. 2014. Opeth. Pale Communion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was also a band where that would, it was obvious that there's probably going to be um, one album in my top 10, but it had to be Pale Communion. Yeah. From that decade, definitely. It's. Um, where they arrived that they're in their new sound and I bet Kai would have Pale Communion also on his top ten. Uh I know that this was a really big album for him too. Yeah, for me as well. And yeah, that ending double with uh Voice of Treason and Faith like yeah, segueing into Faith in Others. It's, it's uh just wow! It's like uh, it's Opeth, you know. They're like, they're like, they're already kind of like a, a beyond, you know what I mean? Band, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it, they're an entity almost, you know? Yeah. Um, and that uh, yesterday I read that uh, Mikhail's gonna score a new Netflix series, um, really about some like a notorious, famous Swedish criminal, Clark. Okay, it's cool. Be called with with Alexander Skarsgård in the uh, main role, and that guy that did the Lords of Chaos film, right? <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So it's gonna be bloody. It's uh, it's got yeah, it's okay. a, a Swedish a Swedish production, but like yeah, and cool that he's gonna score it. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean that that's suitable. 
I think. Um, so that was your 2014. I don't have a 2014 album. Um, yeah, I'm in 2015. And, um, I'm, as I, as I, as I, as I go through my list, I'm I'm looking over the albums that I I'm not talking about. <laughs> Same uh, here. And I, and you know I immediately have like a cr- like a, a cringy feeling. Like it's, I wish this was on the list. Okay, my next album, 2015, Stephen Wilson's Hand Cannot Erase. Um, another solo artist that I've been a fan of for a long time. So I was a fan of Porcupine Tree with, but but a little bit late I think with Deadwing. Yeah. Uh, was my first Porcupine Tree um, album, and yeah, really got into them. I, actually, that's a lie. I actually had the first Porcupine Tree album for many years. I bought it as a used import at my local CD shop in in uh, in South Carolina, and I remember it had the 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 sticker on it like "Made in England," uh, <laughs> and I hated it. It was. <laughs> It was like, what's the album called? It's something like Sunday Morning, something like... On the Sunday of Life. On the Sunday of Life, yeah. And it was just like, I didn't get it at all. And I mean, it had more to do with like maybe Gentle Giant kind of prog, neo-prog yeah, than, different. than what Porcupine Tree would become, you yeah. know? And so even after I was became a Porcupine Tree fan, I never really could get into this record. I just, I don't know, it just didn't do anything for me. So, um, but then when Steven started doing his solo stuff, uh, I was on board. Um, and I think Hand Cannot Erase is maybe my favorite of his solo records. Maybe my favorite record of him, period. Just because I think it's so complete and perfect. Great cast of musicians. From for me the, the the two before are would be on my honorable mention list. Yeah, ten cannot erase. Yeah, <laughs> S- same same for Kai. Actually, he would more be for the Raven uh, yeah. refused to sing and Grace, uh, Grace and Grace for, for drowning. Yeah. I think Grace for drowning is my least favorite. Uh, oh, wow. of that of that of those four first records. Even, even though it features a lot of Jordan Jordan yeah. on piano, <laughs> but to me it's a little too jazzy. Oh yeah, and I, I see. think that that's I what I yeah. dislike about it. Yeah, and I like I, think, I like the darkness of like Raider too. It's like so yeah, dark. But it's not it's not the whole album. You know what I mean? If it yeah. was if if Raider two was the whole album, it would be different. And then Raven was also for me still a little bit in this like jazzy experimental thing, which. I didn't connect to as much, and Kai and I would argue about this a, a lot little of bit. Mellotron. Uh, I think it's a great album. It sounds amazing. Nick Beggs' bass sounds mm. just amazing. Mm. Um, so it, I can't fault those. But if I had yeah. to pick a record, it would be Hand Cannot Erase. And it's because it kind of encapsulates all those things that I love about like a, a progressive rock concept album. What's your, what's your pick for for the playlist? Which song? Yeah. You're allowed to pick any any regret number nine. Okay, just because of that solo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and I think that that solo is my favorite solo of the decade. Yeah, and and just the Fair moment enough. when it comes, and also in the album, it's just like it's not just like a badass solo. Yeah. It just it has it it has that whole emotion. Yeah, it does. It does. It's legendary for for sure. 
And um, that they caught it on video and released that video, mm-hmm. and that's the take. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. they have the take of that that lead, and they yeah. get done. It's like okay, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> like it's it just becomes a legend in a way, you know. Um, and then we got to film a few times with freaks with with Stephen and yeah. and the gang yeah. and. These were always memorable, and now that I just I just remember Guthrie uh, when when uh, the Aristocrats uh, played at the Generation Proc Festival, and I got in in the morning. The the guys were loading in, and um, I was working as stage manager there, and he was sitting in the middle of the venue of the hall, and on on the floor just restringing his guitar. <laughs> yeah. That, such a cool dude mm-hmm. and an amazing player. Yeah, so that was my um, 2015 uh, record. Well, my um, the the song that sold. I I came late with uh, yeah after the Raven. It it was actually a kind of disappointment for me. Um, but a, a year after the after Hand Cannot Erase was released, um, I had the chance to see the show live here at the Philharmonie am Gasteig, uh, thanks to my good friend Nikki who uh, gave me a ticket for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I was there where I also fell in love with the record and it was the song Ancestral that ah, yeah. sold it for me. Okay, I think we and filmed uh, at then. this uh, concert. So yeah. we filmed him twice, yeah. um, one at the Kongresshalle. Yeah, um, I was not at that. And that was like the first leg of the Hand Cannot Erase, or at yeah. least the first yeah. European leg. And I yeah. guess the second leg was the Gasteig. Yeah. Um, and I think he had re- released an EP by then too, f- the the like four, I think it's called, or whatever. Four and a half. Four and a half, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And great live shows. And um, I have the, the one uh, live DVD that he released f- uh, during that period as well, which is cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, 2015, I could have went with two debut albums or a swan song of sorts of the last album, actually three debut albums, but I went with a sophomore album that's still waiting for a follow-up, <laughs> Agent Fresco's Destry. Yeah. It is... It is so unique and it's like so complete as an album. It's so diverse, but also just perfect as a whole. And um, um, I mean, life is different, but that's really an album I need to listen to in one sitting. Mm. It belongs together, everything from the first synth notes when it goes like whoa yeah <laughs> to the last synth notes i need that's like the whole experience it's just amazing um i saw them the first time when they were supporting coheed and cambria actually which is kind of yeah. a funny pairing yeah. and i remember that I met a lot of people at that show, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we're here actually for Agent Fresco, <laughs> yeah, not that for Goey. <laughs> that was you. You were there too." But there were a lot of people that came uh, for Agent Fresco uh, because they were going to tour, and and uh, and I didn't know them. And I remember that that day, I bought both vinyls, yeah, like a tote bag, <laughs> and spent so much money yeah, at their I d- merch I did, table. I did that at like uh, probably I don't know maybe half a year before when they 
played a little club show at the Ampere. Yeah. Uh, I, I I did that. Yeah, I, I did that there. <laughs> it's it's it's. I, I have it on my. That's one of the ones that I wish that was there, but I, I had to go with some other ones. But um, yeah, this is definitely one that would have barely, almost barely, have been in the the top ten, and I just had to take a few others for different reasons. But yeah. uh, it's yeah, waiting for the next one. Yes. Um. I'm still in 2015, and um, I have a really oddball one, but it fits in a way. Um, and this is a Munich band, and it's my favorite Munich band, and I know I've talked about it on the show, and in fact, the singer and guitar player has been on other freak shows with us, and uh, it's the band Straight Line. And the album is called Final Redemption, and it's from 2015. And um, they are technically in the punk rock world, but they play skate punk, which for anybody that knows skate punk, it's more like um, progressive thrash melodic punk. So it has something to do with like California, um, California melodic punk, maybe even <laughs> like old Green Day and stuff like that. But it's very much mixed with like a high degree of technical skill, um, speed, um, thrashiness, and yeah, like craziness. So this is a band that I think people that listen to like Between the Buried and Me could easily like. And through Straight Line, I actually learned about a couple of other um, skate punk bands that also I feel like prog fans would love like there's a band from france called for us they're from france you might like them <laughs> um, but they also do this very fast really technical um thing and um a bit like high vocals and stuff um but anyway i'm digressing a bit from straight line but straight line this record yeah it has all of those things that i like i mean i would say that if you would hear it the first thing you would notice maybe is that the vocals are maybe a little bit more coming from a punk thing. You have some gang shouts from time to time, but but Bart can sing a lot of different styles. So he goes from like a kind of screamy, ragey thing to a kind of shouty thing to kind of a singy thing, but it's never like a James Labrie yeah. singing. It's always like yeah. punk rock. But then the guitars are amazing. The band's released a number of records and EPs and 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 they go from like, really extreme hardcore to like funk like they do a lot of like crazy stuff in between cool. but um this album i think is like pretty solid uh with like its style and it really has some 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 tracks on it for sure that prog fans would get behind other tracks might be a little bit too poppy punky anthem anthemic songs that yeah. maybe people would be like oh, okay that's a little bit too punk but then other moments Probably are, me. yeah. But, I, but I'll check it out. But then other mm -hmm. moments are really like awesome riffing and like speed and uh, yeah. And their follow-up record, Vanishing Values, is also amazing. And the first track on that song was like my favorite album song of that year and stuff. So this is this is a band I really really like. I got to do one of their music videos cool. too. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, 2016 was a little bit of a game changer for me the whole year because I started to get into more extreme mm. stuff. 
more extreme than Opeth. I mean, Opeth was not extreme anymore, but I mean, I also listened to their older stuff, like from starting from Still Life, um, starting from the 2003 or something when when uh, Ghost Reveries came out. But um, apart from Opeth, I. I rarely had any bands, any extreme bands with extreme vocals that I really uh, enjoyed. And that changed in 2016 with a couple of bands. Mm. And, and first and foremost was Hypnos. Yep. Uh, I said it, I think, a lot of times already. Shows of an abstract line is an absolute... Um, it's um, For me, it's... It's it's gonna be one of one of uh, a lifetime record. It cha- like it touched me so deeply. Hmm. Even though I have no idea what I mean, I understand French and but there's and they sing mostly in English. But there's a lot of like uh, spoken word samples and it's it's just also deep. It feels deep and 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 philosophical. Um, but it has touched me on a level way deeper than words. Hmm. And it also opened together with a couple of other records like um, Slice the Cake, uh, Odyssey to the West. It opened uh, my uh, music enjoyment to extremer territories. Hmm. So this is an extremely important album for my... Uh, my personal history with me as a music fan, but also in in general, uh, just as an very important album for me in my life somehow hmm. because it wow. touched me so deeply. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have one more album from 2015, uh, and this will be no surprise to you. Maybe we talk about them all the time. It's Leprous, the Congregation. Um, and I have to pick this one because this was the album that uh, introduced me to Leprous. And I have to give that thanks to Kai because he turned me on to them uh, with that record. And yeah, I it's hard for me to say that that record is better than any other Leprous record because they all are so unique and I love them all so much. If I'm listening to a Leprous record, I'm like, this is my favorite Leprous <laughs> record. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I have to t- take this one because it was the one that that introduced me to the band, but also in a way introduced me to a new kind of pr- prog music. Yeah. Um, if Between the Buried and Me introduced me to like the bridging of extreme metal and um, prog, then I think the congregation introduced me more to this modern um, this modern prog sound that is that has maybe less to do with dream theater. Definitely. And has maybe more to do with, uh, I don't know, pop music? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't really, actually really know how to describe it, yeah. but I think a lot of bands that we've talked about and that I like, you know, since then walk more that line. They, they're, so it's also what, what, uh, John Beckhold said last week, uh, that he feels like, uh, especially in the sound design department, yeah. the, the bands that are the, the, the Vanguard that are moving forwards are actually the, the K-pop or the J-pop bands, yeah. um, that, that are really exploring new sounds with, with synthesizers and production wise, 
Um, so and there's a lot of um, a lot of progression in the pop scene. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean with the congregation, I think you know in in a in a lot of ways in a lot of parts of the album instrumentally it's 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 deceptively simple sounding it's so complex it's um freakishly I, complex because i'm terrible with song titles it's, there, a, it's the first uh, first album with bard as well the first album um, with bard bard, bard on the drums uh, yeah and i i think that i have a per personal connection to them too through through filming and stuff yeah. and that would come later but i would say like just the way like tour does like there's this one song which I, I I only forget the name because I'm terrible with song names but where it's just like the bending of the note slave slave yeah, yeah. slave uh, and slave is my favorite hands down yeah, my yeah. favorite on the album I was gonna say definitely. this is the pick I would choose for the the playlist hands and down. I, I, I I approve <laughs> to me this is like. It's almost like he created a new instrument in a way. Uh, the way he uses the guitar, you know, and it's like an eight-string Aristide guitar, whatever. And he's it's live. Live. This song is also like it's a it's a religious experience. Yeah, and if you if you can imagine anybody else playing that, that wouldn't play that. Uh, that would it's easy. It could easily fall apart. I think fragile is the word. Yeah, like. Any moment, this is going to fall apart and be like just a pile of crap. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the way that they command that sound, you know, and even just this like bending of the note, it's it's deceptively simple. That's what I, I guess I'm trying to say. Yeah. But it's not. You know, uh -huh. it's like total control. You know, uh, yeah. to keeping it in time and like, and also just creating this, creating this super intense atmosphere. Yeah. With that one chord. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like, yeah, for me, it, ch it changed um, the way I listen to music, like the, the things that I th consider progressive, yeah. so Awesome. Okay, Leprous um, Love. And then, yeah, the, the personal connection is important, too. I mean, yeah. we filmed with Leprous a few times with Rendezvous Point, who is another band that's on my list of bands I would have loved to uh, add. That would have been one of the debuts from 2015. <laughs> yeah, Bard has been on a number of Freaks shows. They're just cool guys and yeah. humble and, you know, yeah, good Norwegians, you know. <laughs> we love our Norwegians. We do love our Norwegians. Next up, I have the band, uh, not from Norway, not from France, but from <laughs> Andorra. Oh. And it, this could be all, only one band, right? Persephone. Yeah, Persephone. Atma. That album is also more in the extreme, yeah, death metal. But it's uh, more genty, a, maybe a little bit more. Not, not entirely, not, like not tesseract or periphery. N no, genty. no, yeah, no. I guess that's um, yeah. it, for me. They definitely continue the cynic legacy. Mm, okay, and of course, Paul Masvidal is also on the album as a guest. Vocalist yeah. with his signature vocoder vocals, <laughs> but um, yeah, Mo the keyboard player's um, clean vocals are also like the, the melodies are just outstanding, and that that whole record is 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 a spiritual thing because they have these spiritual themes. As mm. had also cynic, like this cosmic spiritual yeah. thing going on. Right. The, the the album before that was called Spiritual Migration. 
I actually just ordered one of the last um, vinyls. I forgot which color, but it's, I'm gonna be surprised when <laughs> when, I, when the package will arrive next week, hopefully. Um, yeah, and I think um, I also got into them a little bit later, not in 2017, but from that year, that would be definitely my pick because it's 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 a it's a cosmic spiritual ride. Yeah. <laughs> I purchased the CD um, because a lot of people were talking about it, including you guys at the Prog Space. I kind of remember Van talking about it. Is that possible? I don't some, know. Somehow in my mind. Um, and I bought it, and I, I honestly did, never really gave it enough time. Um, yeah, it's, the, it's like also like cynic stuff is not easy to get into, I reckon, if you're... Mm. Um, like if if you already have that like cynic background and and you like that kind of stuff, yeah. then it's easier to get into stuff like Persephone, I guess. Um, not the later cynic, like the last Kylie Bent Free that had not that yeah. much uh, extreme metal um, in in the mix anymore. Uh, but of course, the earlier stuff like uh, yeah, Trace in Air and and definitely the genre defying. Um, Veil, or, uh, the song. I'm thinking of the yeah, song title. Focus. Yeah, focus. Thank you. I mean, um, traced in air. If that would have been in this decade, I would. Yeah. it would have been on my list. Yeah, because this is. Yeah, um, yeah, one of my favorite albums from the the twenty the two thousands. Yeah, uh, absolutely. For sure. That's the. I mean, that's a yeah. It, but it, funny, it, even with that, I mean, and I like Kylie Bent. Uh, kindly Bent to free us. To, yeah. to free us. Uh, also love this record. Um, yeah. So I, but on the other hand, I didn't really love his solo stuff that he did. Uh, this like acoustic series yeah. of things. I tried yeah. to get into it, but I, I don't know. I didn't c- connect to it. But um, I don't know if this is why I haven't really gotten into the Persephone. But I think it's just a you know yeah. a moment of time that yeah. you know like didn't give enough time yeah. or. So yeah, I'll definitely go back and check it out. Absolutely, do um, it, D- Dario. I think I think I'm on my last pick here. Yeah, um, I will be on my last pick after after your last pick. Okay, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I did not get past 2016. Oh wow! Um, I didn't get past Norway apparently. <laughs> um, and I I I had this this album has to be on this list, and it's um, Red and Tooth and Claw. I Mortem. knew it. <laughs> yeah, I, it just. <laughs> Yes. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> You're too far up uh, too, and, uh, entangled I'm emotionally. Too, I'm, yeah, I'm t- too entangled emotionally <laughs> to to speak about it. But but if I can try to step back away from uh, from it a little bit, this album is. I, I feel like it's going to be a cliche. It's so underrated. Them as a band and this album is underrated. It's perfect from beginning to end. Like. It is my. It is the album I discovered Matamorum with. Yep, and um, it's still my favorite uh, Matamorum record as well. And uh, I think I even I wrote a review at the Prox Space. I will have oh. to check. And I think I, I wrote um, the longer the song titles, the progier it. The, the song and the more <laughs> I like it apart from the like shortly titled last track Underdogs of course mm. um, but uh, uh, the whole where 
your where, heart where your heart belongs or um the, all the giants are dead yeah just yeah just i mean amazing atmosphere yeah the atmosphere the, yeah and it really i i kind of feel it has like an a side and a b side you know like classic albums yeah. did you know yeah. where you have this sort of feeling on the a side and then the b side is a little bit different you know um there's this the also this other side like this more energetic side and like mm -hmm. more in, in your in your face yep. uh, um 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 isn't it the song called pitfalls yeah pitfalls <laughs> oh. Oh. which is kind of funny you know yeah uh, it's norwegian <laughs> bands pitfalls and it, it it makes a lot of sense too in retrospect uh the use of the title but uh, yeah this song is great too because i mean pitfalls is um also fallow season fallow season yeah. uh, fallow season i feel like is also kind of like, but i think fallow season is more like, like structured like yeah. more like straightforward yeah. it's I, I feel like it actually has a lot more to do with acdc than uh <laughs> than like than like um pitfalls would but pitfalls i think is a is one of those matter mortem songs where you see like there's so many individual hooks in it it's not yeah. just like one hook. There's not like a chorus. There's like each section has this like hooky thing coming. Yeah. And then of course, Underdogs is like the classic Matter Mortem build. Like they always have songs yeah. in their in their repertoire and on each album that are like a slow burner build that build to this like really big emotional place. And I mean the yeah. the the anthem the the, ba anthem. the band anthem yeah the so. the I feel like the anthem for the scene hmm. totally I um, like two years ago I uh, had the opportunity to organize a couple of small concerts and I always loved of course to kind of curate a playlist for for the changeover and oh, yeah. before and after and the last song I'm, I was playing at this concert was always Underdog <laughs> <laughs> very fitting anyway uh, my yeah. last pick is from 2018 so as you can see for me also no 2019 yeah. pick as it just feels too fresh too, feels too soon yeah yeah um, yeah Oceans of Slumber the Banished yeah, hard. I was gonna say, yeah. a... uh, I could have also easily picked Winter, the the album before that, but the Banished Heart has the song "The Banished Heart" on mm, it, and right. this is a it's it's a song of the decade for me. Just like the Regret Number Nine solo is a yeah. solo of the decade. This um, one of the most listened songs definitely from that year at least um and um oceans of slumber have a new ha, they have a new so the single out uh a cover version of the traditional it's not a traditional song mm -mm. i think i'm not sure of the where the original strange comes fruit from. strange fruit and lord i'm 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 so ready to have um yeah, have an emotional breakdown over the new album. Yeah, <laughs> because they 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 also with this album with with this band with Cami as a singer and uh, Dober as a composer, um, they they go so deep with their emotions. It's incredible. Yeah, and Strange Fruit, of course. I mean, uh, uh, the the 
the topic. The topic is, you know, is, um, what can we say? We're, yeah. It resonates. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Still, sadly, absolutely. Um, but that's what makes these artists so so special and so dear to our hearts that they resonate with us. That that they they open up and like. Like Agnete, the the wear mm. she wears her heart on her uh, uh, on, on her, her sleeve, on her sleeve, on her tongue, mm -hmm. uh, like and and like they op they they share their emotions with us, and it resonates with us, and that's why the why mm. why the music and the the emotions this that the music will stay f with us, and yeah, even though it's like super dark stuff, sometimes it helps creating hope. Inside your heart, absolutely. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. I think that's a good note to end, and we're, um, yeah. I always uh, love to to draw um, hope from dark places. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, anybody who listens to <clears throat> heavy metal can can share that feeling, you know, yeah. because it's not about, it's, I would say it's not so much about death and destruction as it is about life and celebration. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you go to those places so that you can enjoy the, the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we're making a whole movie about that right now with matter mortem. So yeah, right. Stay tuned. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that has been a ride. I'm so looking forward to the playlist, actually, yeah. and uh, and just discovering some of your picks I haven't heard. I would like to, to go to go back to to some of my picks. Yeah, can, can I suggest a little like little just a wrap up lightning round of of <laughs> you know bands albums that you that would have barely made it or that yeah, you might have missed? Of course, go for um, it. I would just say. I might say more in band terms. There's two bands that are missing from um, two to three bands that are missing from my list that I wish could have been on there because they're among my favorite bands, and that would be Opeth and Pain of Salvation. Um, yeah, the Opeth album from from last year and Kind of Venom. Yeah, uh, is definitely my favorite Opeth album from the decade. Yeah, and may have made the list with more time. Yeah. But I couldn't really pick that. Um, the um, Pain of Salvation, I really am waiting for <laughs> a Pain of Salvation album. Yeah. Um, In the Passing Light of Day almost made my list, but it didn't partly because I, I don't know. I, I also, I don't know why, but I... When it came out, I was super all over it, but yeah. but I didn't really go back to it that much. I mean, for one, it's hard to listen to it all. You yeah, know? I mean, it's it's a it's a difficult record, which you yeah. know it should be because of the topic and stuff. Um, but right. but on the other hand, it didn't. It it's not quite. Yeah. What I yeah. I, I, yeah, so um, <laughs> another band who I really love that I think in the last decade I have maybe l loved less was Catatonia, actually. Um, yeah. Because a lot of, yeah, and you're wearing the Fall of Hearts uh, <laughs> shirt. I mean, I have the Fall of Hearts tonight as the new day on my list. Um, but um, Right. That's also, that, these are also on my honorable mention list, yeah, definitely. 
Um, another band I'm disappointed that I didn't mention. Um, actually, no. there's a glaring omission from my list <laughs> that we haven't mentioned. But Muse was an was a band that really ruled my 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't release an album in this decade that um, I thought was worthy of the top ten. I just and I wish I wish they would have. But um, there's one glaring omission from from my list, um, and that's Dream Theater. Oh wow! All right. So hard to say, like favorite band not not having a top ten album, but they haven't made an album. Uh, I mean, I liked. I mean, the self titled is maybe my favorite album from them from this decade. Um, but mm. it could. I don't. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, Systematic Chaos or Octavarium or my last favorite records from them. Uh, Same here. Even though I like yeah. all the new stuff, you know, it's no, it's not about that. It's just so. Um, yeah, and then I think we mentioned a few of the other bands that I would have loved to have. Yeah, I mean, um, we we mentioned Stephen Wilson. We mentioned yeah. Catatonia now. I'm um, on my list. Uh, we mentioned Rendezvous Point. Another debut album from 2015 would have been Earthside, Dream okay. and Static. Yep. Um, another 2013 pick would have been The Ocean's Palagial and also oh, yeah. Orphaned Lands, All is One. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, some more classic prog metal back in 2011, we had um, uh, The Last Andromeda album, Manifest Tyranny, and Sun Cage's The Lotus Effect, also Sun Cage's last album today. Mm-hmm. So those two albums are... Uh, top-notch classic prog metal and um, have a few like smaller bands like I had in contact a second place for 2017 Caligula Source and um, yeah there's there's um, a saw in Tellurian for from 2014 and also from that year while having wept suspended at Aphelion um clones here comes the sun was also important for me but one ep was very very important um and i've listened to it a lot and that was uh uh cyan cyan the um mm, new project from uh tom mclean uh, haken's ex-bass player yeah um yeah that was half an hour of like perfection for me with with a ramage Brian Ramage from Ramage Inc on vocals right. and uh Jasper Barendrecht on the drums that is one crazy EP and that definitely deserves a mention I think I'm going to sneak in a uh song on the playlist for them and not for the other honorable mentions now but because yeah. they're, they're also more and uh just too many um i mean one last one i would pick um would definitely be evergrey storm within yeah that was a good one yeah i think this is also the album that maybe kind of started our one of our talks about the podcast in general like i remember us like air air guitaring at the at the eight below <laughs> club one time when that was on Really? Damn. Yeah. Uh, don't remember uh, that. <laughs> so, this was a great album. Um, it would have barely, it would have just barely made it to my top list. Great, Dario. Awesome. We have we have managed to do it in under an hour and a half. 
I'm wow. proud of us. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was cool to to also talk about a bunch of records that we may not have talked about together because yeah. they came out before the broadcast. You know, so absolutely. That was cool to be able to hear a little about a, a bit about each other's style and taste. And as you yeah. listeners see, we are very different. Uh, <laughs> we have very different uh, tastes or. Yeah. Band, so I kind of expected at least maybe one more match, but but yeah, one one match is good. One match is good. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed this little um, little flashback uh, episode. See you guys next week, Dario. Nice to see you. Freaks out. Freaks out. The Freaks Progcast, presented by the Prague Space, is a production of Stuus Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. The show is produced by Janine Stangel, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, Dario Albrecht, and myself, Randy M. Salo. Our theme music is provided by This Is Not An Elephant. Thanks for tuning in, Freaks. See you next time. Freaks out. Better,